0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of No Ride Around. We're here at Base Camp Cyclery with, uh, with Coach Andy of Dirt Smart MTB. What's going on, man? How much, man? Enjoying <laughs> the winner. So we had Andy on in one of our season one episodes with some uh, some skills tips. Um, Andy, who are you? What do you do? Uh, name's Andy Winoradsky. I own
1: Dirt Smart MTB, and uh, it's uh, mountain bike skills coaching. We do, okay. uh, do stuff all over the country, uh, group camps, private sessions, you name
0: it. Nice. Where can people
1: find you? Uh, www.dirtsmartmtb.com. Cool. Get all that crap out of the way. All the Instagram and Facebook stuff, too. Yeah.
0: Uh, this episode is going to be a little chaotic based on the fact that we have a seven-week-old golden retriever puppy that Justin is basically just going to be chasing for most of the episode.
2: Holy cow, this guy. Listen, stay just for 30 Okay, you guys want to hear how we got this little bastard?
0: Sure. So, I, I did hear that... Well, I'll let you tell it.
2: Yeah, well, so... <laughs> Many of us say stuff like fate, especially people that are into more extreme sports like mountain biking, right? And things like that. So we say stuff like fate. So, for instance, if you were ever to like steal somebody's mountain bike, right? Say you stole someone's mountain bike or you bought a stolen mountain bike and then you went mountain biking, you know you're going to break your leg, right? Like right. that's what's going to happen. Okay. It's called fate, it's karma. So, a week ago, a week and four days ago, I'm on the phone with our equipment sales rep for stages cycling. We're buying some new spin bikes, getting some more for our, our next location. And she says, hey, sorry, my service is choppy. I'm driving through Kansas. I'm like, well, what are you going through Why would for? you do that? She goes, well, I'm from Kansas City. And I'm like, I don't care. But, okay, that's cute. She goes, well, I'm going to pick up a puppy. My My mom has golden retrievers, and they just had another litter, and we're picking up our puppy. Oh, that's awesome. Pick me one up. <laughs> and she goes, are you serious? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, kind of. So our dog, we have a burner, a Bernie's Mountain Dog, that's eight. And they, you know, 10 to 12 is good
0: for those guys. Those should just be called Colorado dogs, right? Colorado mountain dogs. Everybody's got one.
2: And then we got a little a little Yorkie that came with the wife, and he's been having like a little bit of neural stuff. So you're like, maybe you're on the you're on the final countdown here. Right. So we actually work on talking about a puppy because it's best to Venn diagram these little bastards than to start stop. So they get to teach each other. So I go, I mean, maybe. So she sends me pictures. I'm an idiot. I send the pictures to my wife and she just is like, should have never done yeah. that. Just hot yep. play just falls apart. Right. She just melts. <laughs> okay. So we do that. And, uh, she goes, Oh my God, I want it. And I'm like, yeah, of course you do. It's I mean, taught. who doesn't, it's, it's but, a
0: little furry puppy,
2: right? Let's be logical a little bit. And, uh, and so a day goes by and then our sales rep, Michelle from stages goes, Hey, I kind of need to know we got a couple coming tonight to get one of these puppies. And, you know, if, um, If you want one, we got to pull it out. There's one male, one female left. Like, well, we only want a male. All right, well, I got to know. So I'm dragging my feet and I go, okay, finally, it's like 7 p.m. Friday night. If the other couple takes the male, then good call. They got it. You know, if they don't, then we'll take him. We'll leave it up to fate. Basically a coin toss. So she texts me two hours later. He's all yours. I'm like, oh, fuck. Shit, dude. (laughs) This is the fucking deal. (laughs) Careful what you ask for. You might just get it. (laughs) And so I don't respond to her. (laughs) and uh for a day and saturday she sends me over like her venmo name she's like venmo here i give it to my mom blah blah blah, right so i do nothing i do nothing i'm walking my uh my burner on saturday night talking to my dad and i go this is kind of the pickle i'm in not to mention she's working an equipment purchase deal for me so i'm kind of you know you know we're working together so i go dude i don't know and my dad says this and it's very pointed he goes with all you got going on this year you open up a second gym you got like the stuff going on the the racing that you're doing, the way your podcast is growing. Like, all these things are going up in the air. You hired three new coaches at the gym. You really want to spit in the face of fate. Like, you gave fate control, and now you're going to re-nig on it? And I go, oh, I instantly sent the lady the money. And now I got this little (laughs) freaking... His name's Winston, named
0: after Winston Churchill. Well, his jowls are significantly smaller. Well, you know. (laughs) For now. For now, for now.
2: Anyhow, so sorry if I'm going to be running around because... I'm stuck with him for the afternoon. That's
0: all right. We got, we'll, we'll, we'll I think we can uh, wrangle him. Yeah, we can wrangle, we'll, we'll wrangle Justin while Justin wrangles Winston. You know, the worst part about having a golden
2: retriever puppy, <laughs> the cutest animal on the planet, is being married while you have one. Cause if you were single, <laughs> this thing right yeah. here, like, you wouldn't pay for a meal. Might yeah. need to borrow that. You wouldn't, yeah, do, you, you want to, yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> Log off your uh, your your uh, Tinder account dude, and just walk just around. Just walk
2: around. <laughs> around walk, like, you got Wash Park, you got Platt Park, and you got Cherry Creek. And
0: any coffee shop. Yeah,
2: it, you're done. Look at this guy.
0: <laughs> so anyway. Well, we'll jump into the episode here. We have some fun stuff. I have two little um the Leadville lottery um closed as of December thirty first of last year. And we're two weeks I think the I think the I think the results like if you're in, you find out tomorrow. Friday, seventeenth. Okay, seventeenth.
2: I believe. Fact-checked me, but I think it's I I was just looking
0: it up. It's sometime this week, so we'll call that. Um, So, um, dude, I I couldn't even tell you the number of people I know that are doing Leadville, both within the E3 community and just, I mean. The lottery's got to be jacked full. Yeah. Um, So right now, um, you and I had a little quick email check-in slash 10-minute phone call heart-to-heart because I almost – I started panicking a little bit. And I knew I was, and that's yeah, why I sent sure. the email. Yeah. Um right now, if you could kind of distill like one eight-week piece of advice for people who are looking at doing Leadville, what 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 should our Leadville racers be doing right now to kind of keep the waters calm?
2: Yeah. Okay, so to Mount Mike right now, you're having to go on 303 Trail Monitor. Which ones, I, what's not, I got a, a message the other day. I saw White Ranch was GTG, right? Yeah, good, to, good go. to go, good to go. Okay, I went and rode that yesterday. Not, not good, good to go, I'm yeah. not going back. Okay, it's not worth the hour drive out there, the death ice hidden underneath the dirt. And then you get all the way up to the top of Belcher, and it's just like, is the ultimate no reward. Because all you can do is go up and down Belcher. You can't do anything <laughs> else. You know, so if you're into riding straight up loose, loose rock, and then down loose rock, yeah. then it's probably your jam with death ice. But we're trying, many of us mountain bikers try so
1: hard to keep it alive in That's this some, month. Uh, north Table's pretty good.
2: Okay. But it's North Table. North Table, stay on yeah. North Table, but you can't go on the north side of North Table because it's still mud on the north side. Of north. You know, like we're trying so hard to fit it in when there's so much to be had nearly across the board. And I'm coming for one, okay? I'm super low body fat, pretty well conditioned, and I still have work to do on central fitness. Yeah. So this is about central fitness. We know you're going to ride. Give us, give it two months, right? Central fitness. Work on the things you know you need to work on. As a mountain biker, I guarantee your hip mobility sucks. I mm-hmm. guarantee that your um, activation sucks because you probably don't do any activation techniques when you get on the bike. You just jump on the bike and ride. Mm-hmm. Take advantage right now of saying, hey, I go into either a gym or my living room, and I work on techniques. I mean, there are a lot of resources out there. Obviously, I'd love you to come see me, but if not, I mean... Even sufferfest programming has mm-hmm. now yoga and strength with it. Work on your central fitness. Sure, you have so much more to gain, and you can do it every single day and find a consistency. So then, when you can be consistent with riding, you'll go. Well, I don't, I don't know how I got that much stronger. That's that's weird. Yeah. And so central fitness, man. And yeah. in, in back down the, the craziness. I've I've seen these road bikers out here still hammering road miles. There's something about the cold. I don't even feel like I get a real quality training ride. In. Yeah. I ride miles, but I'm not like pinning it. Like, man, why am I not really pinning it? My time up Belcher yesterday was 10 minutes slower than my fastest time.
0: Right. It's hard for those muscles to work in the cold like that. So. Um, yeah, you know, and, and to just reinforce that, um, you know, I've done it. I think everybody who signed up for a big event has done it. Um, but to reference, um, one of our uh, – a good customer of ours here at the shop and hopefully soon-to-be client of uh, of E3 – uh, I was chatting with him, and he's doing like a high-volume indoor training plan right now. And I'm like, dude, th- there's only so long you're going to do that before you're sick of the bike. Um, and that sick being sick of the bike is going to probably coincide right around when it's nice to ride outside. Right. So try to keep it fresh. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean,
2: uh, it's just... Uh, if if Central Fitness for you, though, is just riding on an indoor bike, maybe you got a Peloton or you got the, yeah. the kicker, and, and that's your thing... That's cool. Just ask yourself, are you the type of person that also in July and August, are you feeling, do you deal with like issues in your knees and your low back and your hips? Are you feeling just beat up and worn down? Are you a a tired ass pencil? Yeah. And if so, then yeah, pump
0: the brakes. Yeah. Chill out, bro.
1: I had this shoulder thing going on for the past six weeks.
0: Um, Unrelated and, to biking. Yeah, no no biking stuff. Some that's, some animal tried to rip it out of the yeah, socket some, at, a, at BJJ. Yeah, some guy decided <laughs> to take my arm home with him. But uh,
1: yeah, so I haven't been on the bike. A lot of trail running. You know, that's been kind of all I could do. But my knee, which is just always aching, always, you know, it's just worn out, you know. Right. But it's best it's felt in years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, six weeks. I mean, you know, I, mean, yeah. I, you, I don't ride a ton this time of the year anyway, but... Enough that you just kind of keep it aggravated. And it feels great now, you know, forced to be off the bike. So, yeah. yeah. My other shoulder feels good, too. You know?
0: <laughs> Somebody <laughs> didn't try to rip that one off. No, that was yeah. That was my bad one. Now it's my good one. Yeah. Uh, so before Justin showed up and while we were getting set up, I showed Andy something I'm pretty excited about. So I have in my hand here just a regular inner tube. I'm going to hand it to Justin so he can feel what a regular inner tube weighs. Okay, what is this inner tube? Just a regular inner tube. Just a regular, it's the inner tube that you have most likely in your flat kit right now. Okay. This is what you're gonna have in your flat kit.
2: What the heck <laughs> is this guy?
0: <laughs> so um our buddy Whoa. our buddy from Tulsa, uh Roger, um, who we 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 raced Breck Epic with last year. Um and actually, a customer, um, Devin, turned me on to these. It's a company called Tubolito. Um, and just, I mean, what is it? I mean, it, it's, I think they say it weighs 45 grams. Um, yeah, 45 grams. But it's 25% but the size. It's, it's less than 20. I'd say it's 15 to 20%. I mean, you at this point, everything and and this is coming from somebody who won't put shit in their jersey pocket except food. Right. All of it can go in the jersey pocket now. That
2: is crazy. So uh. to give people like in their head you know for those of you that don't have a tube at home, a balled up tube, you know, wrapped up very tight with the, you know, the nipple on the inside and a rubber band around it. I would say this is the size of a what a a flattened out baseball would look like. Maybe if you took a baseball and flattened it out just a bit squished it that's what this would look like and this thing's the size of like old 35 millimeter film yeah it's yeah exactly that's exactly the size, the size of it's a can a, of 35 millimeter yeah. film now if you're under the age 25 and you listen to our podcast <laughs> a y <laughs> um, <but laughs> um b you have no idea what 35 millimeter film is so yeah.
0: so super cool product netscape it um cruise on down to your bike shop of choice and uh pick one awesome. up. yeah super cool I, I thought you'd enjoy that that's really cool um, so anyway, uh, good luck to everybody this week on getting into Leadville. Um, it's, it's always bittersweet when you see that you got accepted. Uh, it, well, <laughs> I mean,
2: it's really no news is good. Like none of the news will be good. So you'll get it and you'll go, oh, okay, buckle up. Or you won't get it and you go, oh, now I gotta do all these like 50 yeah. mile races. <laughs> yeah. And that's the
0: thing is like, I, I don't know a single person who hasn't resigned themselves One way or the other, myself included, um, that isn't doing Silver silver Rush either way or Lutzen 99 or, you know, everybody I know that's signed up for the lottery is like, well, if I get in, cool, I'm just going to try to get that better start corral and... (laughs) If I didn't get in, then I'm going to try to get a coin and to start corral. <laughs> this
2: guy today is in the gym, right? Because we're doing this mountain bike coaching camp, and I don't know if I have time to talk about it today, but Andy's joined up in it. You're joined up. Yep. We kind of brought a comprehensive package for people yeah, with man. fitness and nutrition and support with gear and skills development. It's something that's really, I don't think, available anywhere else. And, Not available um, locally for certain. Right. right. Even you know, Carmichael Training Systems program is not as comprehensive. It's a weekend. Right? This is six months. So anyhow, we got a guy come in today, and he's talking to me about asking questions, and he starts off with, "You know, I'm I'm not really sure I'm doing the level 100. That may not be in scope for me. I just want to do some hard training, and I think this is a good a good thing for me." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, you know, but you never know, whatever." And so we meet for about thirty five minutes, forty minutes. Towards the very end, he's like, "Well, you know, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not in Leadville, but." Like there's a bunch of other ways I can do it, right? Like there's a race in Austin. I can go to Tahoe, can I? Can I do one here in Buena Vista and I'm like, or Leadville? And I go, you know, for a guy who says he's not doing the Leadville 100, you know, all of the qualifying yeah. races. Like so, yeah. there's something. About, I'm like, you're obviously doing it. Leadville will just keep taking your money until you're in. Yeah, it will. <laughs> listen, they will do all of the events, and if you ultimately can't get in, just commit to the stage
0: yeah. race, and they'll give you and they'll a spot. give it to. You. Yeah, if you just do the three day stage race. then you're just in. Um, so that ties in. I saw a hilarious article and I couldn't help but think of myself and literally everybody I know who is in their mid thirties plus. Um, and it's, it's on the show notes here. Extreme athleticism is the new midlife crisis. So guys, we're not buying convertibles and finding young blonde women to hang out with. It's, now we're just trying to get in as good a shape as possible. It's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? Um, what do you what? I just i i read it and I was all like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And i i, I pulled up the article, but I don't need to read the article. Like, is this your life? The headline <laughs> sums it up. <laughs> I don't need to read an article about my life. Yeah, I've been there, Daddy. I, I thought it was it. funny. I thought it was funny. Um, but hey, I, you know, it beats the hell out of a convertible. It is funny because. You know, and that just shows, every,
2: not everything, but especially where we live, it, we've moved to such a healthier place. Like, if you opened up a cheesesteak stand right now, you're going to struggle. Right. You open up, like, a high-end gourmet organic salad stand with a $13, $20 salad, you're going to get people be like, dude, that's a really good salad. Yeah. I support that place. I just read about a new, co- uh, not new, but this company, Sweet Green, and they have salad joints all over the country, and they only source from local farmers. So the menus aren't the same throughout the country, but they're- 15 twenty dollar salads and people are like, I'm into it.
0: Cheesesteak, I'm not, I'm into, not it. So into it. I'm not so into it. I that is a problem with me for salads is I only like salads when somebody else makes it and it's fifteen dollars or more.
2: Yeah, actually no, I I won't eat ten dollar salads are for peasants. <laughs> what's what's even in it? <laughs> yeah. Ten, people who have ten dollar salads I,
0: Iceberg, they probably
2: <laughs> They probably have uh, aluminum <laughs> wheels too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Brutal. <clears throat> All right. So um enough enough silliness onto more silliness. Um we gotta give some uh some credit to uh Bardo, Bart Davidson. He kind of he he a few months ago sent us a uh a suggestion for an episode to do um just Justin and I kinda debate the benefits of clips versus flat pedals. So clip in, cleat, lock to the bike versus flats where you're just standing on a pedal. And you know, we did the e bike debate way back when. Um and I think I think there was a lot more meat on the bone for an e bike debate right. than there is a <clears throat> clips versus flats discussion. And I also don't think there's like a right or a wrong when it comes to that stuff. Um like Justin, you firmly believe that there's a right and a wrong when it comes to a bike versus an e bike. <laughs> <laughs> a bike versus a, 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 not, a, bike, a not a not bike not a bike um, like, you know, so um i had a scooter when i was 14 moped versus bike yeah
2: i mean <laughs> if you want a moped just get a fucking moped um
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff changing right now in the bike business and it's not how many chain rings are on the bike and it's not what kind of axle your bike uh uses to hold the wheels on and so i thought it'd be fun to have somebody who is uh, skills coach his entire career is based around making riders improve and some of this is like a little subjective and some of it's just like you can actually actively track some of the things that we're looking at towards improvements on the bike or the the bike itself helping you improve um, and so I got I picked out four categories and the last one's not really it's just a a question in my mind um, but with that said we're gonna we're gonna kind of do some this versus that discussion. And I thought we'd start with clips versus flats. By the way, I'm
2: super jacked for this episode. Um, only because Harley and I ride very similar things. By what I mean is if you don't have spandex on, you're not riding a bike. It's kind of <laughs> and uh you're like super stees on the downhill flow, right? <laughs> and so and beyond that confident enough to say like if we went out and did a ride, and you're the last dude in the group up the hill, you're like, I give absolutely zero fucks about that. Now yeah. let's ride. Not really in a hurry to get yeah. to the top. Yeah, you're, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> but catch me at the bottom.
2: So the the idea of us having this conversation, if Harley and I had it without you here, it would be like, yeah, no, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, for no, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like, Thanks
1: for the episode, dick bags. That was not. <laughs> I got nothing. So. But that being said, right. you know, like I, yeah, you know, I still want to climb. You, you always want to crush you know, whoever you're riding with climbing, you always want to look at, yeah, you know, so, you know, if you're on a trail bike, you're on a durable, yeah, you're not going to, you know, you're at a big disadvantage over somebody on a cross country bike in spandex, but still, if you can beat that dude to the top, that feels real good. Can I say something
2: super (laughs) offensive real quick? Absolutely. We'll get into this question.
1: You guys know- (laughs) At least you asked this
2: Listen, this is, okay, if anyone's offended by this, this is not meant to be offensive, it was just meant to be illustrative, but have you guys heard of like the term retard strength? Yeah, yeah. So it's like just crazy brute, like yeah. Uncont- yeah. like and I. There's nothing disrespectful about that. It's just to get us on the same it's page. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yesterday I'm out on I, I ride White Ranch yesterday and I leave in. I realize I didn't tie my shoes and so I I kind of pedal up to the first gate and I stop and I tie my shoes and I have gloves on and they're like winter gloves. So I'm kind of tie my shoes. So it takes a little bit. And this dude comes by on a bike and he kind of skirts his tire right in front of me. Like like spray, doesn't spray me with dirt, but he kind of like skirt. And I was like, well, that was a con move, you know? And there's like a, a total of five bikes total out on White Ranch. So I come up a little bit later and I end up passing this guy and he's got camelback on. His seat post is way too low. He's on flats <laughs> and he's got running shoes on and his bike's like old. Like he's got a double or a triple up front. Like, we're on different I'm on the rayon, right? Envy wheels. Like we're in a different world, right? Yeah. So I end up passing this guy through the rock garden because he knows what he's doing. And I don't see him again to make my way up. And then I stopped to pay, take my beanie off and put just like a little ear buff on. And as I'm stopped to switch these things, this little bastard is right there again. Like, no, I'm stopped. And I and I checked a text or something. But I mean, I wasn't stopped for that long, maybe three minutes or so, which means he was three minutes like he less was than three right minutes there. behind yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. He rides up and then he doesn't like stop going like Obviously, you're a pro, and so I'll chill here. No, he just pedals on by, like, he doesn't care who I am. This motherfucker. So then I go, and I end up passing him again, but not, like, as soon as I thought. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, this guy has no idea what he's doing, and because of that, he is doing so damn well. Who am I? Like, yeah. no. like
0: the worst. Dude, it ties back into that. you like, you don't need the newest shit to be Dude, fast, this man. This guy
2: just was, like, didn't know, too dumb for his own good, and just giving it to me.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna be dumb. You better be tough, <laughs> dude.
2: This kid was all
1: right. So that's just a yeah. aside because yeah. you're right. Um, you want to beat anyone you're on the trail with. Yeah, you know it's a what is it? It's uh, you know if you're out by yourself, you can be a ride. But as soon as you got two riders, it's a race. Yeah, yeah sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, all
0: right, clips versus flats. And I think you and I have been friends for long enough that I I kind of know where you're gonna land, which mm-hmm. is a very neutral position, dependent yeah. on the rider. Yeah, pretty much.
1: I mean, I guess. My thing clips versus flats when it comes to mountain biking, um, I really, you know, this again, it's very, it depends on the rider. Um, you, you don't, you never have to clip in, you know, unless you're really, unless you're serious about cross country racing, you can get by with flats, you're, you know, and and still ride at a very high level. Uh, I clip in almost all the time, but I love to be able to, like, uh, not too long ago, this, you know, this winter, I've ridden flats a couple times because there's six inches of snow in the ground. Yeah. You know, um, now a lot of beginner, novice, intermediate riders, they form bad habits because they're clipped in mm-hmm. and especially people that'll come from the road. Um, you know, people will clip in once they get, they clip, they stay in their clips on the dirt because they're bouncing off the pedals. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're not coming off the pedals because you're not attached to the bike. You're coming off the pedals because you have terrible bad, technique, bad technique. Yeah. yeah. So, you you know, they're just, you know, Creating these bad habits.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were them. to take a uh, somebody who's like, man, I'm new to the sport, you would you would start them on flats. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: unless I mean, it, there's always exceptions. You know, if you're a good rider, you're a good athlete. Um, you're going to make it work no matter what. Right. But,
0: but uh, we're talking about like we see a lot of with the number of people moving to Colorado, we see a lot of new riders. Yeah. So if somebody's not an experienced rider and in shape, but they're a runner or whatever. You're gonna say, get a good set of shoes, good set of flats, and start there. Yep. And, and the other thing, also, if you can ride flats, you are you're
1: doing a lot of things correctly. Right. You, you have to keep pedal pressure on the pedals, which means you need to be low on the bike, which mm-hmm.
0: means you need to bend your legs. You, have range you need of motion. To go to dirtsmart.com and a exactly. camp. Precisely. Uh. You know. <laughs> um. So, what kind of bad habits do you? see people like I, I know uh and I've talked with a couple of people in the last couple of weeks who are like man you know I'm kind of thinking this winter I need to spend some time on some flats because I know I don't know how to get my bike off the ground without flat without clip ends yeah um so obviously that being one of them what are some other like drawbacks to people or what what are the benefits or what are the things that people are gonna learn to do better when they do finally transition to clips
1: yeah so you need to keep pedal pressure you know on flats or you're gonna bounce off the bike the bike's gonna drop away from you is actually more accurately what's going on Mm -hmm. and that means you need to get low in the bike bend your knees also so when that bike does drop and pivot underneath you your feet are following it um what most riders naturally do is they stand up on the pedals and their legs are straight it's just easier to stand that way it's hard to be in a squat so therefore you know they don't they don't have sag in their Suspension of their body, which is their right, legs, their knees, yeah, hips. So, anywhere yeah. that bike goes, it goes
0: without them because their legs are already too straight, right? So, feet are bouncing off of pedals, yep. And when you yep. say pedal, pedal pressure, just to clarify, uh, uh, we're not talking about pedal pressure like you're pedaling down the hill because that's an easy mistake to make. Um, we're like yeah. heavy feet, right? Yeah, yeah just like your weight, like you're standing in one spot, but yeah, like you're, you're not putting a lot of weight on your head. Yeah, hands. your
1: pedals are going to be. Th- three and nine basically they'll move you know there's reasons they'll move around and stuff uh but yeah you're coasting down the hill and you're standing up off the seat So pedal
0: pressure meaning just heavy feet really yep Um,
1: and what also goes kind of with that um people most riders end up getting their weight too far forward they're getting their weight up in their hands their handlebars um it's just kind of natural when you stand on the bike you kind of do that anyway and then you're braking you're hitting obstacles and that the bike is for conversation purposes, decelerating, but gravity and want your body to go forward. So riders end up with too much weight in their hands. Obviously or, now it's not in their feet, yeah. and things start going
0: bad. Feet blow off the pedals, fork compresses, you turn into Superman or Superwoman, yeah. and then you never mountain bike because you're bummed out. Right.
1: Or you clip in, you're like, okay, I can't, you know. <laughs> uh, um, so
0: starting with flats, you're going to learn a lot of like fundamental technique stuff.
1: Yeah. Another, another one that I see a lot from people coming from the road is – um, you know, they, they start clipping on the mountain bike. They never develop slow speed skills, mm-hmm. you know, cause you, you, come, you know, a lot of people, you, you know, want to topple over and, you know, you yeah, clip out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and which gets really important, you know, even at the highest levels, um, you know, anything really tech and really steep and really scary, you're, you're barely moving a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. So if you can't do a track stand on the side of a cliff, you're, you're not going to do it. If you can't do it in the parking lot, and right. a lot of people can't, you right. know, um, cause you know if you if you ride with flats you'll you'll start to learn that sort of stuff you know right um so yeah two big things right there that said though um you know i think there're quite a be- quite a few advantages to clips once you develop that foundation you
0: know yeah and so that would that'll be the next question um you know at a higher level you know once you've developed i can get my back wheel up off the ground without yanking my feet up um why'd you look at me when you just did that? Say it. You and I have talked about this. He goes, like I was, it was like 11 and a half
2: minutes. I was sitting there waiting for Harley to catch up on a ride. And the only thing he says to me
0: is, man, it'd be really neat if you ever learned how to really bunny hop. Have you ever, have you ridden flats off road ever? So apart from like that way back, way, way, way back picture that you okay. posted like a Dude. few weeks ago, <laughs> crush. I was the guy in the running shoes and the camelback. Okay. And there was a triple on that bike and, and gym short, shorts, and gym yeah. shorts,
2: like, <laughs> um, I only on my fat bike, I've put them on there for winter riding and I've, I hated it. Yeah. It is my only, and then, uh, I was in, I was in Suesca, Colombia. And I rented a bike and did a mountain bike ride in Columbia, which I don't know what I did because I just kept my mouth open as the poppy field <laughs> just or the coca field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember most of the time. Well, um, okay,
0: so but like honest question, like yeah, I never, you're you have a pro license. You are the pointy end of the spear. Can you bunny hop without clip ins I, I I'll tell you this. You'd like to I think bunny, that you can? I like
2: to think I could, but every time I bunny hop I pull my feet up. Yeah. You know? Um you know, so and I can bunny hop really high. Yeah. With pulling my feet up. Right. If you put me out there with flats right now and like we were gonna gamble, like you said, hey, give me I'll give you twenty bucks if you can do this. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would I would try it because I'm stupid and it's only twenty bucks. Right. But I wouldn't confidently take your money. Yeah. But with clips I would. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm not talking shit. No, you are just
0: like I it, it I think it it's it illustrates a lot of the point, which is you can be a a BMF on a bike and right. still not know how the fuck still to belt, have about, bunny techniques. hop. <laughs> and,
2: and like, even as, as you're talking all this stuff, Andy, you know, naturally we take everything we hear and we kind of put it through our own lens and I'm like, okay, I have insane, super slow skills. I can track stand my face off. I can pick myself through tech. I can use my front and my rear wheel independent of one another and walk things up. I even can trials hop. Right. But m- not sure I could do it all with flats on the bike. Right. Yeah.
1: And you know, for, cross-country racing you don't really need to that much
2: you know but to be a well-rounded 100 percent badass and yeah if <laughs> yeah
1: i mean if you're and you know you started looking at you know technical trails you're hopping over stuff to get into the good line to set stuff up you know, you're getting popped to you know gap up whatever you need to gap up and that's all a function of using your legs and and using the leverage of the bike and not you know you start pulling and especially you clip out at the wrong time you know then it's going to go Bad. Well, that's it's why i don't go like, sideways really like.
2: So, quick. Yeah. so yeah. there's two cleats, right? There's that the, well with Shimano, yeah, right? there's a zero the 51 really... and the 56. Yeah. yeah, I don't want anything to do with the 56. It's a multi-release.
0: Yeah, so You're I just want the 51 out of the, pedals I, all the
2: time. and I wrench my pedals as, as <laughs> <laughs> I I my pedals as tight as possible. I don't ever want to come out. I would rather
1: break my face open. Yeah, as proven which, which in you've Point done. of Vista, <laughs>
2: right?
3: than come out of my bike.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I run mine fairly loose because, you know, I'm putting my every. If I need to put get my foot down, I'm definitely. I want that to happen, yeah. you know? I mean, you know, when I like, you know, if I'm racing, I'm going to crank them down a little bit more. I haven't raced in five years, but, uh, you know, and then you're a little bit more of a chance, you know, and you're like, okay, cool. You yeah. Know? Records are checkers. right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah. And, and here's the thing too, is like, that is what, like, I like to say when it, when I'm clipped in, I do guide like guide the bike with my cleats like you can pull a little bit and you, it's going to help you if you know with with side to side movement and stuff but you
0: don't really you don't want to be relying yeah. on, on that you know well and that rolls me into the like kind of the question of like everybody knows that like if we take technique out of it there are some benefits to clipping in and and one of those is is arguably efficiency and so you've referenced if you race cross country it makes total sense if you're riding 25 to 100 miles at one stretch at at a fast ish pace, obviously there's a benefit. It's a stiffer sole. Um, yeah. you can, you have a little bit more ability to pull through the, the pedal stroke. Although nobody right has a perfectly even pedal stroke where as they're pushing with one, they're, there's always a dead spot. I don't care what you say. I don't right. care who you are. Um, so there's efficiency benefits beside, uh, 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 that are, that are there. Um, but what are, you know, a lot of the flat pedal side of the discussion is technique at a high level technique based. What, what are we seeing the benefits of a clipless pedal? I think that, I think the benefits of the clipless pedal, like you said, efficiency. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not
1: necessarily in that spin, especially if we're talking technical mountain biking, you know, but you have a metal cleat
0: and a metal pedal with a stiff shoe. I can feel that difference. You know, there's more of you going to the pedal, to the crank, to the chain, to the cassette, to the back. wheel,
2: which. to clarify, we're talking about stiff sole, because I don't think people know that a lot. It took me a while to learn that. Like a carbon fiber, super stiff sole. We're talking about power transfer. Nothing's wasted in like the flexiness relationship.
1: Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and you know, a downhill uh shoe is gonna have a lot more flex than like your, your road shoe or something, but it's still way stiffer than like a a flat pedal 510 or van's right. or, or something. Um but you feel that and and you know it's uh and even you know, we're talking about white ranch climbing up belcher hill sucks you know i I want you know if you indoor racing you're going to be doing a lot of climbing you know um so having that efficiency is is nice you know yeah
0: yeah for sure um cool um so uh so it's very rider-based i think at the end of the day it's very very contingent on uh you know where you are as an athlete and what what your focus is to a certain degree Um, I think a lot of people who have no aspirations towards racing, um, you know, if you want to ride clips to see what it's all about, um, go for it. (laughs) Um, but don't, I, 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 you hear a lot uh, work in the retail floor and one of the things that you hear is like, oh my, I'm new to this and all my mountain biking buddies tell me I need to X. That's still In this case, yeah, like tell your buddies to shut up and if you're happy riding flat pedals and shoes, go for it right and you know these
1: days you see a lot more um you know high level pro mountain bikers enduro type racing <coughs> Sam hill yeah and that's that's what i was going yeah. there too you know i mean there's a lot of pedaling yeah. enduro racing the guy's a is a two-time two-time ewso so, three-time downhill you know and i will say this too like a one reason i i mean another nice thing about being clipped in is when you do make big mistakes your feet are still on the pedals you yeah. know? so really fast rough gnarly stuff and the you know, it's it's nice to be clipped in, but again, you don't want to rely on that.
0: You know? Right, right. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think the takeaway there is probably just as a rider, pick what's right for you. Um, oh, the last thing, um, somebody who's been riding a long time. So I know how to bunny hop a bike without clipless pedals, um, and there is just as many riders out there that that do that don't. Um, as um, is there a benefit for me as a rider? to have, to revisit flat pedals throughout the, the winter, like off season or not off season, but like, is there any benefit to saying, Hey man, for, you know, I've got this bike, this is my race bike. It's super light and all geared towards racing. And then I've got a fun bike. And on that fun bike, I run pedal, you know, flat pedals with a good pair of shoes for that. Is there, is there any benefit there? Or am uh, I sending my body mixed signals?
1: You know, I, again, it depends on what your if your intentions are. You know, if you're very much cross-country oriented, yeah, maybe not. But even then, uh, being able to ride flats is is really nice. You know, like I said, you know, not too long ago riding, riding in the snow, I 100% have wanted flat pedals. I've ridden some trails that are really exposed um, where it's nice to be on flat pedals. Um, so if you, and, it, and it's going to, it, put it this way, if you have problems doing it, you should probably jump on there and be like, cool, man. Like, I feel totally comfortable. That's going to help your skill. And then go back and clip in when it's go time. Okay. You know?
2: Yeah, I've been kind of sitting here thinking that as you've been talking saying, you know, I have a bike. My Rayon is pure fun, right? Yeah. And I don't, I I make it a point to put a computer on there that doesn't show me heart rate and doesn't show me all the nerd stuff. It's just how long and how fast, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm almost thinking, like, man, I wonder if I should put flats on there, you know? And then to be Just clear, fun.
0: flat pedal shoes, there are shoes that are like, don't go thinking you're going to ride flat pedals in a pair of vans. No,
2: yeah, no. Like, uh, so, and that's what I was going to say also is that I have read articles where they said riders who have a very good spin, like a super strong spin, they say that with a quality pedal and a quality shoe, because it sticks in there a bit. Oh, yeah. They say that actually the efficiency loss is like less than 10%.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's like just, you're clipped in. You're yeah. definitely pulling, you know, on the bottom, and you know, like Harley, Harley was saying, you don't really have a circular spin. You can spin very well with, you know, with with good shoes and, and flat posts.
2: Yeah, and people who have a good spin can still do it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, man, that would be. It just, I'll probably do it and be like, well, that feels a little bit like you know, little like interlocking fingers with my sister holding hands or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to give it a shot at least a few times, and I mean, who knows, right?
1: Yeah. And, and like you're saying, it, it it's very important uh, shoes, but definitely good pedals, yeah, you know, good thin, pedals. you know, nice pins on there. You don't want to go just grab some, you know, square Well, well goes yeah, off, yeah, off the shelf. And you
2: that's you know, what I did. I had a pair of, um, I, I don't know what they were, some some off brand and then snow boots because was, it was in the winter. And I'm like, this feels, <laughs> it felt like my foot wasn't on there quite balanced. It felt like the pedal was warped underneath me. And I'm like, yeah, this is not. This felt yeah. vague,
0: I'm sure. I did not like it. Um, so for anybody looking for some recommendations, just uh, on the cheaper end of the scale, a really, really, really solid uh, flat pedal is going to be from Crank Brothers. They make a pedal called the Stamp, and I think it's like $50. So if you're kind of curious about flat pedals, you don't need to go crazy. Um, if you are diehard on flat pedals and you're looking for something way nice, uh, the Deity T-Mac is probably the best pedal on the market for a nice pedal. And then shoes, there's a 100 of them, 510. Jiro, um you know so every I think most of the people we know are already clipped in but and maybe like everybody knows you just buy Shimano pedals like yeah for for clip-ins right um so uh, I think you can there's a lot of flat pedals out there one thing I'm I'm
1: I'm going to add um this might screw up your fashion situation but uh if you've never ridden flat pedals you may want to go to sporting goods store and get yourself some soccer shin guards, just nice and cheap you know yeah man um yeah, no no so
0: just take it aren't, just aren't take it hard it's like lifting weights with gloves yeah. on you're gonna give oh, yourself a couple gosh.
2: shinners <laughs> like i know bullshit i had a guy in the gym just this last week he said i think i need gloves for that exercise and i said your ancestor would smack you in the face right now no you. you know what you need he's like what Get stronger.
0: Yeah, you need some calluses. Yeah, bro. exactly. Do and that. Get some more. Than get some twice. tough hands, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I love uh, you to death, bro. But <laughs> get stronger. Um, I mean, whatever. I, I I disagree. I think just take it. Yeah, I I mean, I think you know it's. But, but if you're scared, go get some. Yeah, you, you know.
2: try to be. You know. Hi, I'm from D- Dirt Smart MTB. You should sign online and I'll teach you things. <laughs> and really, guys, I mean, shin guards, like, we just were here to protect you and help you out. Like, answer, you don't this is, agree with that. This is yeah. honesty circle. There's yeah. a reason this table is All right. in a circular. Yeah.
3: yeah. If
1: yeah. yeah
2: if you, I mean, yeah. If you're out on the exactly. trail with some Mizuno shin
1: guards, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. There you go. Yeah. So if you, And you, if if your pedals are the least of your yeah, worries. T-
2: yeah. How's your shin feel now that yeah. your face is broken?
0: You're not bleeding. Take a little with you leave a little there, you know? Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll move on. Clips and flats. I think a lot of people are always curious about that. The takeaway is use flats to get better on clips. I think basically for for most people. That was the most compelling conversation
2: because I've talked with Colin before about flats. He's tried to like sway me that way before in a conversation, and I'm Mm -hmm. actually I'm going to take a pair of stamps and I'm going to try it at least once and just say, hey, what's Dakota Ridge like? I do all the ninja lines on Dakota Ridge. I send all the big hits. And I clean the whole thing. How about you start at Ruby Hill? Could I do? <laughs> no, nah, I'm more of like a deep, in, could, deep could into do, the pool kind of guy. Could, if I could, I clean Dakota because that's really a good test, right? Yeah. Like I could clean Dakota Ridge on clips. Can I clean Dakota Ridge on flats? And if I can't, then I know I have development opportunities.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I would say so. Um, that's a good way to look at it, you know, and um. You know, right off the bat, even climbing, you're going to be slipping your feet off. But you're going to get used. To, a couple rides, you're going to come come along. You know. Um. But yeah, you should be able. You should be able to do. It. I mean, Sam Hill's going to clean Dakota Ridge on, yeah. on flats. You know. I mean, <laughs> he he'd <laughs> give him a huffy bike with some flats on it. <laughs> yeah. He'd do all right. You know. But that's Sam Hill. Um. But yeah, that's a good that's a good check. You know, if you can ride well and and seamlessly go back and forth, you know, that's
0: where you kind of want to be. That's cool. You know. Um, cool. So um, a really big trend right now is tire inserts. Um, and I think this this particular segment is going to have to be a big discussion because not all tire inserts are created equal by a long shot. Um, and well, they th- even have different per- – like, they'll tell you, right? Some are this hyper-performance,
2: and some are just this thing, and yeah. some are just that thing.
0: Um. We have a product that we, I think, and maybe it's because we listened to the guy who developed it. um, We
2: both championed it on this podcast
0: several times. Uh, But basically, wheels are expensive now. Even aluminum wheels are expensive. Nobody wants to replace a rim. So a lot of people are using tire inserts to protect their rims. Um, The other option is a DH casing tire on a not DH bike. I mean, let's face it you know, something like a Santa Cruz mega tower is basically a downhill bike that you can pedal up a hill. Um, and so people are going way faster on trails. Um, and tubeless has us thinking we can run 20 PSI cause we won't pitch flat a tube, but we will pinch flat. I mean, you could still pinch a tire and walk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, i I've- flatted with the gnarly inserts. And, and you know, usually if you're going to do that, if it's an aluminum rim, you're going to put a big old ding in it. And if it's a carbon rim, it yeah, might blow it up. Yeah. Um. Nothing. So we kind of have this like, so there's, I don't go fast enough. I don't care. I want the lightest bike. And that guy's not really in this discussion. Like I won't put any tire inserts in my Leadville bike. It's not happening. I wrote all last year, Without them, you don't didn't need, matter. Yeah,
1: you don't you know, that type of riding, and yeah.
0: you don't need to. You know. um, so we'll take that rider out of the equation. That that rider cares too much about weight to be willing to take the the performance benefit. Um, if you had to pick, and again, I think this is one of those like uh feedback loops of we're all just I think gonna support each other's answer, but I have to ask it. If you had to pick a tire insert versus a downhill casing tire. So downhill casing tire is just basically double the thickness of a regular tire to create a stiffer sidewall and protect your rim and your tire. It's that tire on the shop wall where you're like, why is that one so much? Yeah, why is it $100 and why does it weigh four times as much as everything else? <laughs> right. um, if you had to pick, what are you going with?
2: Or Nothing yeah that's yeah. the last
0: option i mean i'd love to go
1: nothing but that only lasts so long that, that, you know? we actually were just talking um, about going nothing before this podcast started Yeah, uh, this is a Some family podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> well,
0: i'm still having a tube <laughs> uh, uh brutal well
1: yeah i mean the cool thing about the dh casing is you've got dh casing tire you know if you're running you know a, a light you know single ply you know whatever tire uh with your insert, you can still rip holes in that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't really, I, you know, I think there might be an issue with your 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 insert is actually a little bit closer to the center of that wheel where your tire. Is you know obviously further away from right. from the, the hub.
0: Talking rotational mass. Yeah, so you could have an issue there. Um, what 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 do you mean it could have an issue? Well, I mean just like weight and rotational mass. Oh, okay. You might
1: feel that tire more than, you, than more than, a, than you would feel an yeah. Because
0: at the end of the day, it's about the, the delta weight is right. like you know uh, a tire in a good tire insert. It's about two hundred. Twenty five ish grams, right? two hundred fifty. Where that weight is is, you know, yeah. is there a substantial it, difference? Hey, there? rotational mass is a game of millimeters and exactly. grams.
1: Yeah, if it's on the frame, you're probably not good. It, it always the same. But once you put it on the wheel, now yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, so, uh yeah. But having the DH casing is real nice. Obviously, it's just going to be tougher casing. And right. you know, a lot of the, you know, the, the, you know, top enduro racers, you know, they're running both. You know, they're running gnarly inserts and. You know,
0: DH. Incidentally, we will not put a DH casing tire and an insert on your bike for you, We're unless gonna, unless
2: yeah. you're looking for one piece of fitness equipment. Yeah, because you do bicep curls with <laughs> your wheels off. Like it's just it's a nightmare room. for yeah.
0: Joe Schmo. None of us go fast enough for it to be worth it. No, and, um, and the, yeah, he. You be. know, again, Sam Hill absolutely does, but yeah. he's also way smoother than all of us, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and he, if he blows it up, like there's another one because he got another
2: run. Yeah, so.
1: You know there there are and there are a lot of uh you know top riders too that
0: aren't doing that yeah. you know there are, there are a lot of riders that are running no inserts you know yeah. um so I, don't, I i feel like it's a it's a in, in more of a you see it more in enduro racing than you do in in, in downhill like downhill it's either you're going to make it or you're not yeah you yeah. know but you're, uh, you know, there's you're, some there's some um but w- i don't care about those guys if andy andy's got how many bikes you own right now? Like 3 or 4? Yeah. Yeah. Your main bike, what's your main bike?
1: Oh, well so that gets kind of interesting too. Um <laughs> so I've <got laughs> Is it
0: your SB100 with a uh, my... 36 on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that one's got carbon rims and no inserts. Okay. Um But like you have like I got a pair of shoes that I like 5 yeah. out of 7 days a week I grab these pair of shoes. So, um one thing that does make especially a bigger bike,
1: more versatile is, you know, I've got a few wheel sets. Yeah, One of them's got the super heavy inserts in there. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them has light inserts and one of them has none. And those are all three of those are aluminum wheels. Mm-hmm. One of the nice things about aluminum wheels with that type of riding is you'll bend a, you know, you'll, you know, kill the wheel, but you don't get a flat. Right. You know? Or if you had carbon, it's you're either kinda, destroying the yeah. wheel or you're cutting your tire or whatever. So I'll mix and match a lot of times, depending on what I'm riding. Where you're riding. Yeah, if it's, you know, I was just out in California, most of the stuff is, it's, it's steep, it's you want, um, but it's smooth. You know, there, there aren't a ton of rocks, so I was riding with, with no inserts. Right. You know? Um, so
2: when you have multiple wheel sets going, do you have multiple cassette and rotors on them? So it's easy to like swap, swap. Yeah, yeah, versus
3: absolutely. Versus like
1: the... All,
2: bzzz, 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 bzzz.
1: My, all my stuff
0: is the 180 okay. rotor and same cassette. Right, so ride. you can just swap, and swap, you have Now, the, yeah. for anybody that wants to do this, Which, I get it. It's fun. Like, I got my race wheel set, my everyday wheel set. Just know that for whoever your bike mechanic is, wherever you are in the world, make their life easier and get, doesn't matter what the rims are, but get hubs that are the same manufacturer so that you're not readjusting brakes and gears every time you swap wheels. So, that's a little sidebar there. All right. I want to circle it back around, though. So, all three of us sitting at this table here, we're unique. We have Multiple bikes, multiple right. wheel sets, multiple pairs of shoes. Um, <laughs> uh, if <laughs> you're you are just a pretentious group of <laughs> bastards, yeah, aren't
3: you? Yeah, <laughs> you, you with all your shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, if you're if you're making a recommendation, so we can just kind of distill it down. Average trail rider in Colorado, probably riding something in the five to six inch travel range. One bike, one bike for every you know, trail. If you're that guy, are you like? Are you? What do you think? I, I'd probably run like one of the lighter inserts in the rear, rear know? only, huh? Pro- and
1: how heavy are you? You know, if you're right. you're 175 pounds, uh, I would probably run lighter insert in the rear. I try to get away with nothing in the front. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're starting to get kind of fast and stuff, you know, just put light inserts in both, and you probably don't need to go with the bigger inserts unless you're riding really hard. Okay. Yeah, and you're in your,
0: you know, you're above 150, 160. Well, so I'm going to counter the coach here. So, first of all, I mentioned at the beginning that not all tire inserts are the same. So, there's two products out there that I think people buy and they are okay, but they're literally just rim protection. Yeah. And that's going to be uh, the Huck Norris's, which I think are trash, mm-hmm. and Vittoria makes one that's basically a glorified pool noodle. Yeah. Um they're just they're open cell they're they're literally just foam. Like, like you could it's not, you could make
2: them with a pool noodle. You really yeah. could. Like there's YouTube there's, videos on how to do there it. There
0: is no special technology in that foam. Um for a little while I was hot and bothered about Flat Tire Defender which is a company at Arizona, but and if somebody wants to check me on this, it says on their product not for use with tubeless. So what the hell is it for? Yeah, that's good. Now, supposedly, right. that's the one that Aaron Gwynn helped develop, and that guy is very high on his horse about his product. Um, the one that I believe in the technology of the most is CushCore. Um, and to hear the guy talk about it and understand why, so the guy that developed CushCore is a suspension guy. So his product goes far beyond protecting his rim and his tire. So Cushcore has a profile that it helps support the side of the tires, yep. um, and then it also because you're running one, you can run lower tire pressure because you're, you're protecting your rim. Um, but two, you can run like a, a smaller volume of air keeps the tire from bouncing off of shit. Yeah, it dampens the ride, dampens the bit. ride. So it's yeah. you know, his whole thing was. Your tire is the first link in the kinetic chain of your suspension working right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously, we can't put a rebound dial or a compression dial on our tire. So, how do we achieve controlling the tire? Well, reduce the air volume, reduce the air pressure. Well, how do we do that? Insert. So, with that benefit in mind, like I feel like recommending a rear only is only giving somebody half the benefit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you on that too. You know, Um I used beat
1: you up with words. You know, <laughs>
2: totally. I wanted to find.
3: I listened to the same podcast
2: as Harley. Absorbed all that information. I was trying to cut in, and I'm like. I can't cut into perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, so I didn't know if we could mention Cushcore or not. Oh, it, yeah. It I mean, doesn't that's, matter. That's all I'm riding. Yeah, you know? it doesn't matter. Um, um, nobody's. And,
0: none of those guys are paying us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it doesn't matter. So, no, but I'll take some free ones. Guys, yeah, definitely. Gonna...
1: Send, send us a big old box of those
0: things. Um, um, yeah. So the light, the light Kushcore insert. I yeah, don't... they make an XC one. They make a gravel one, which I'm a very dubious uh, opinion of. Yeah, The, the XC one. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I didn't really feel the the dampening benefits that
1: much with the, with the XC one because no. it's just not it's not it, taking it's up not taking up enough volume. space. But with the the big one, the DH one, you it I flatted full on flat and ridden to the from the top of veil to the bottom. Right, you know you can do it and 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 moving okay, like yeah. you're you're being careful, but um, it's like sticking... like
0: if I if I get a flat on a on a non inserted like non tire inserted tire. Like I'm sticking a tube in, and I'm still gonna be pretty chill getting back to the yeah. car, because yep. whatever the distance is, I don't want to walk it.
1: Yeah, but that <laughs> that high density foam, uh-huh. closed cell foam, is filling up the the volume of that tire very yeah. much. I descended um
2: uh, ever in every Bergen Peak on an insert, top to yeah. bottom,
1: yeah, flat, yeah,
2: insert all the way down. Yep. And uh, the last time I did that, I walked because I had a completely shattered carbon wheel uh for from ibis
0: my my favorite justin story
2: hey man can i help you out do you have a wheel dude yeah because the eighth guy that asked you that just being friendly i don't know does all my gear match do i look like i know what i'm doing and i'm still walking my bike do i look like i know what i'm doing better than you
0: how can you help me (laughs) No, you can't. <laughs> you can, you, yeah, you can't you jump can. into that tree right now. Right now. Leave me alone. Uh, so, I'll tell you what. You give me your bike. What kind of pedals are you running? And you <laughs> walk this down. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What kind of Actually, you can help me. Um, but yeah, no, the,
2: I felt the same way. The XC, and I have the XC Cush Core in the back of my single speed because it's rigid. It's a uh, uh, hardtail, rather. So it gets beat around, and I found myself flatting sometimes. Um, so I have it there. And then I had it on my race bike just as like added like protection from flats. But it pales in comparison to the full jabroni, like the whole yeah. Cush set, front and rear. I feel like a gecko,
1: dude. Like that yeah. bike sticks. And, and I mean, really, it, the, the foam is full of air. I mean, yeah. you, you you don't have a flat tire. You've got yeah. vo- air volume in yeah. Air, yeah, so this is like about you know? 10 to 15 PSI
0: when it's yeah. a complete flat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it probably feels about like that, yeah. you know? So you would take a tire insert over DH casing, if it if you was like, dude, gun at your head, you got one bike, you got one choice, either or. And that's a tough one. Know, you it's know hard. it's a tough one. I mean, I'm I'm running. Um,
1: I don't have any. You can't ride DH. out on a
0: DH casing without stopping. Like you got to right. stop and change that flat. Okay, right.
2: Devil's advocate, just because I feel you. Andy's here, just like a. Internal battle on how to answer this. I, I, like, this is a. I'm the pro, well. I'm the professional expert guest right now, so I have to answer it. Right. I'll tell you this. One of my biggest fears uh, with the XC casing, which uh, again, I don't know why I feel so vulnerable today. I'm swinging one way or the other. I'm mean, gonna have flat pedals, and you talk about the XC casing. we are just. We're just
0: we're, he's gonna call his whole cycling life into question totally, before I know it. He's he's gonna ride an e-bike. Oh my gosh! I'm going to sign up for (laughs) e-bike e-bike worlds. Um, (laughs) Let's be out there riding jeans. So, (laughs) e-bike changing.
2: Okay, taking casing, taking the tire inserts out is a pain in the ass. No matter who, like I got a bare grip strength, and it's a pain in the ass taking inserts out to the point that I won't do it on the trail. Like if I'm if I'm within three miles to four miles from the car, I'm in. In my option is to try to remove this thing and put a tube in, or just jog it out. I'm jogging it out, yeah. carbon sold shoes and all. It's a pain in the butt. So I do have, I carry a plug kit, but you know, you there's times when a plug kit just can't, you don't have enough bacon strips, yeah. right? Like if you yeah. gash something. yeah. You're, so the tire inserts, and that is a drawback to it, I think. And you know, I've seen people go Rambo style out of the trail with your insert wrapped <laughs> around you. Yeah, You are completely covered in schmegma juice, also known as stands or orange seal. Like you're covered in it and you're a mess. And I don't, I, I do not look forward to that day.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a bummer. You know, I mean, yeah. In that case, obviously, it'd be nice to just throw one of these little tubes in there, and you know, especially that little, yeah, thirty dollar bill, be, be all set. Um, yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, now you're looking at like uh, you know, like EXO Plus and those yeah. type of casings. You know, that's probably not a bad way to you know beef up. You know, and again, it depends if you're riding a bunch of jagged, gnarly stuff. Uh, you're riding Bootleg Canyon. Give me a give me a downhill tire there inside of the casing. Yeah, but Somewhere that's a little smoother, you don't have as much gnarly, you know. Then I'd probably take the insert because yeah. I do like to feel of that insert in there. Dude, you know? the performance—I tell you, even I like, think
0: the performance benefit of a oh tire gosh, insert it's... ten out of ten. So, as the 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 bike industry professional in the room, I'm going to say if anybody's thinking about some something like this, my recommendation is a full set of the CushCore Pros in a regular tire. Yeah. I think that's yeah. going to get most people the most enjoyment. All right, I'm going to jump in as the so
2: Andy's over here talking about um, rotational force on the, uh, and the weight <laughs> distributed from the, like mind you, like this dude sleeps in a van like 30 percent of the year and just went straight like uh, high school AP physics on me. Yeah. So kudos to you. All right? Don't judge yeah. a book by its cover, guys. All right, smart as hell, and uh, and you as the bike shop pro and the industry pro. I'm going to tell you this of everything I've ever tried, ever, and I said this once before. The dropper post was the most revolutionary thing that I experienced when I got into like real bikes world. Um, Greatest product of all time. Full Cush Core, the, the bad boy, the pro. Uh-huh. It is, it's like so close to being as... If as CushCore changing. had
0: come out before Dropper post, we would be saying Cush right. CushCore was the best thing ever made and Dropper dude, Post was just a little bit behind it.
2: So I've done stuff where, um, even like stupid stuff, where I see a giant boulder that's, you know, the size of a Volkswagen bus, but it's perfectly round nearly. And with CushCore, I'm like, dude, I bet you I could like, using my clips to pull my bike up, I bet you I could <laughs> bunny hop into that rock and climb over it and yeah. sure as shit then like a salamander I do, like and just stick and climb up my first Dakota Ridge, 100% clean, full cush core. Like it, I felt like it just gave me so much that I was missing. Yeah. Now, maybe I just always ran too high of tire pressure, right? Maybe I had like nice tires and just too high of tire pressure, and the cush core gave me the confidence to say, like, wow, like you really can't afford to replace those wheels, but now you don't need to worry about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm running like riding around here and I'm running Maxis aggressors hey this minions, is a continental you know. supported show <laughs> well <laughs> we will hear so <laughs> nothing of max's sir <laughs> um well that i mean so i've had more i've had those better are pretty Kaiser, those are pretty gnarly <laughs> you know, those are pretty gnarly tires yeah. even the you know um but i still would have to run you know 28 or so in, right. in the rear you know 24 25 in the front and when i cheated that I'm Getting flats, I'm putting holes okay. So, in we're tires. in the same world, that's the right. pressure I would always right. run. So, I can get down to like 21, 22 in the front, 24, 25 in the rear with Cushcore Core in Dude. there, and you feel that big time. Cushcore Core you know? pros, I'm running 17 up front, 19 rear. Yeah,
0: I, those, I mean, uh, those, those, the so the tire setup so that Justin's running for der Kaiser, Der Baron. Um, so we're gonna say it like no Der Kaiser, Der Baron. Um Okay, well, this <laughs> they guy, re- guy, they guy were... with a tiny mustache would be really upset with you right now. Uh, yeah, well, I'm pretty upset with him. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, those particular tires, those are uh, Continental's gravity tires, and they have a super stiff sidewall. Like, even when we put them on, you're like, dude, I'm dropping my tire pressure pretty yeah, low. Yeah, man. I
2: dropped it one off of when I was running the um, the not-to-be-mentioned-again brand. <laughs> Um, I was a little higher, but d- yeah, 17, 19. And I have no concern about trashing something or blowing mm-hmm. up. And yeah. it's just,
0: and that's saying something. Cause you got a $2,600 wheel set on that bike. I know. And, I'm <laughs> like, and you don't, you don't for a second. I hesitate. Went, I
2: went up to 21 rear 19 front 18 front. And I was bounced around yeah, a little yeah, bit, which was, but was weird. But dude, that low, it's just, it, I, I, I feel like going home and taking, remember like Nickelodeon Gack. Remember yeah. that one from yeah. a kid? <laughs> I feel like I could go home and just like throw that bike yeah. against the wall and, <laughs> and it would just, just stick, like yeah,
1: against the wall. It's like got Velcro on your <laughs> yeah, tires. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? Um, you know, like a, a a bigger enduro bike, and um, if I go that low, you know, I've still I put holes in tires with the full Cush Core and yeah. stuff. So, I also feel like. You get, a, you get too low and the tire is moving around. It gets kind of full and fold I'll, over in a yeah. corner. Yeah. I've know. had
2: that. It feels like super slot, like kind of like riding a wave a bit too much. Yeah,
1: you kind of almost, am I going to roll this thing off the yeah. rim and that yeah. sort of Which thing? Which is not going to so. happen.
2: And I've had my yeah. CushCore out because I've cha- when I changed tires. Oh, dude, and after was like, a
0: season of riding? I've shark bites all dude, over Dude, they're it. crazy yeah. looking. They they get holes in them. Yeah. Like, you can wear a CushCore out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I which I didn't know until we pulled Justin's out and we're like, damn. Yeah, there's yeah. nicks and knocks everywhere.
2: Yep. Right. Where you're like, wow, that probably saved my life. <laughs> like, by life, I mean the 2,600 bucks
1: right. I don't <laughs> have. Yeah. Right.
0: All right, let's move along. Um, one of the trends I'm most excited, and I think you are too, uh, most excited about is something that uh, I mean, I know me and Colin have wanted to see it for years. You probably have as well. But basically, I, I, I'm i going to say it so people have a point of reference against what they see on Pink Bike and Vital and Bike Magazine. Um, I hate the term though. Uh, I think they're commonly being referred to right now as down country. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I hate, I, it. I hate it too. Um, but um, the broad strokes of a down country bike is uh, short travel rear, like 120 to 130, with a long travel front, 130 to 140. Um, Super steep seat angle. So 76, 77, in some cases, 78 degree seat angle. So you're right over the middle of the bike for maximum pedaling efficiency. Um, and then for a bike that with that small amount of travel, um, 65 and a half, 66 degree head angle, super slacked out. Um, so long wheelbase, very calm handling in the front for descending, um, short travel rear end for efficiency on paper, it comes off as being the best of both worlds. I got a bike that is sub 29 in some cases, sub 28 pounds, um, with gravity geometry. Um, most recently, the big standout that I think a lot of people would have seen recently is the Norco optic just got pink bike, uh, bike of the year as an all-arounder. I mean, yeah. they, they said, you know, their pink bike tends to be a very gravity-driven group of guys. And uh, that 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 bike, they're like, out of everything we tested, and that's going across a bunch of different reputable brands, um, Santa Cruz, um, I, I'm no fan of Trek, but they wouldn't be where they were if they made bad bikes. They tested a lot of bikes, and that Norco came out top of the box. Um So again, you know, on paper, I'm, I think most people are like, man, it's the best of everything. Um, you and I've talked about this, uh, is the pendulum swinging too far on short travel bikes? Probably.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I like, I like when you first started that out, you said trend. So so,
0: yeah, there's so many trends of mountain biking. What's going on now? They're fun. I have, I don't have an optic, but I have a bike that fits that category and it's a hoot.
1: Now, and I I also think, like, if you're trying to do the one bike thing and you live in Colorado or anywhere where you have some some pretty gnarly terrain, that's a great one bike. Mm -hmm. It's going to climb okay. It's going to be responsive, you know, uh, because the rear end's not super plush. Um, It's got good angles for descending. You can go ride the chairlifts and stuff with it. Probably a little bit. You're going to do blues and greens
0: at, yeah. you're not going to do anything you're above not. a green at Keystone. Yeah. You're you not, you know, like you're going to be limited for that stuff, but, but, but you, you could, could go, go have some fun Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, really, you know, you throw a couple volume spacers and a decent shock, you know, so the shock is kind of limited with a lot of those bikes, but yeah, that's a, and that's a nice, a nice setup. However, um, you're looking at you know big bike geometry on a medium sized bike. So I'm kind of you know I I want that bike to be a that medium sized bike the terrain you're going to ride it on to be a little bit shorter, to be a little bit steeper to actually work very well in that terrain. Now, once I get back on that big bike that 150 160 enduro bike, now we need to slack it out. Now we need it longer. Now we need those long chain stays because the terrain and the speeds that you're going to be using that bike for warrant that mm-hmm. that medium bike, maybe not quite so much in the, and I felt that with uh kind of the last incarnation of the, uh, you know, the bikes that have, that have come along. I, I want that medium. I kind of missed some of the older models because it, it does feel a little sluggish where, where you're going to use that bike. Yeah. You know,
2: can we put like a, for those listening in for myself, can we put, Name some bikes that live in this category. This like slack, short travel. Some more other than the yeah, Norco so, optic. let so Norco name.
0: optic. Um, the the new Santa Cruz Tallboy four. Um, trying to think of what else. Well, even like even like the Yeti one hundred and thirty.
1: You know that's a middle bike. I don't know. But
0: I think it's a bigger bike.
1: It it feels like a way bigger bike because of those numbers. I mean, the it one,
0: is, is the one hundred in that world? Or no, no. That so doesn't Yeti. I think Yeti is. Like I think they're going to suffer some sales this year because people are going to look at the SB100 and say, that's not, quote-unquote, the biggest air quotes you can imagine right now, modern trail bike geometry. I think it'll suffer a little bit. But do I think Yeti's kind of on the right track with what their geometry is? Probably. Um, so I feel like... You have the 130.
1: and You have the 150. Uh-huh. Just ride the 150. Yeah, you know, I agree. The 130. Um, and, and to Yeti's credit, that 150 pedals so well, and it's it's very responsive for what it is. But I feel like that 130. So I used to have a, a, a four or five, mm-hmm. um, and I liked, and I had a bigger fork on it and it, you know, bigger, you know, b- bigger wheel build and stuff. But I really liked that bike for this type of front range Colorado gnarlier riding. You're not going to go, you know, it's not a downhill bike, but for that like, like you know, Three Sisters, Mellor, but you it's still going to get after it. Yeah. I feel like that was a better bike than
0: where the one, 130s at. Yeah, 130
1: is just too it's trying to be a big
0: bike but it's not quite, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, the 150. Oh, um Ibis Ripley, that's another one. Okay. Um
2: Yeah, I asked because I you know, we and we had this on last season. But in the Breck Epic I went from a true like the the Orbea race oh, bike, mm-hmm. and then I went to the 100, which was more slack, mm-hmm. a bit more oriented to to ripping it, but then it didn't feel like a cross country bike. It's not at a all. race bike. Right. So right. I feel like people who hear short travel, right? If I'm talking to you know a potential bike buyer, and again you know I don't own Basecamp Cycling, so I'm not a pro skills coach, but if I'm talking to one of my customers in the gym and they're like, yeah, I'm looking at a short travel bike, it's like to me it's kind of like you're either RXC race or you aren't. In some of those like short travels are trying
0: to say you could do both of it and you just you can't so I think you could at a casual level at a casual yeah. level I think yeah. somebody could very easily buy an optic or a tall boy 4 and with a light set of tires go do a silver rush or uh, a level 100 if they're just trying to complete it
1: yeah if you're not trying to win anything yeah
0: yeah you could do it on those but if you if want we'll to go if you want to go race you want to right. be at the pointy end of the spear and you're Care about your watts per kilogram and your, or even if you wanted to remove, if I didn't have this equipment. right yeah, because yeah. that's a, again, you don't need to be the pointing into the
2: spear to say I want a true XC yeah. bike, yeah, yeah, or not. You just want to say when I finish, I want to know like it was me that was the variable, and not the equipment, and not the equipment. Yeah. Man, if I had, if I had a dollar for every person that gave me all the equipment reasons why they would have been faster, yeah, uh, I'm like well, then why didn't you do that, right? And the slack short travel is kind of a, I don't know. I feel like it.
0: I don't know who I would steer there. Well, it's I think I I mean I I I would tell you who, and it's somebody who wants to have fun on the descents. They don't want a race bike, right? Like something hey. with, you know, I just built up my my revolver, and that bike is so dope. I'm so excited. <laughs> um but that's a very purpose-built thing, right? Right. It's not a general purpose, fun trail bike. Right. And so I think the person that buys one of these bikes is somebody who understands that we have steep technical terrain here. They're, they want to have fun on the descents, but they don't want a penalty on the climb.
2: So a person just wants to mountain bike recreationally or yeah. leisurely
0: for fun yeah, it, quite it, often yeah, and be relatively good at it. Yeah, it'll just, it's it's a little bit of a, like it's got limits on either end of the spectrum. Like it'll never be an XC bike or XE race bike. It'll never be a park gravity DH bike, but in the middle, it does a lot of shit really it, well. It yeah. Probably that's 80% That's a lot of people, of people dude. That that's most people bikes. just want to go have a good time on a bike.
1: And I, I will say like, you know, I was kind of kind of dogging uh, you know, that kind of next step up, like the, the 130, maybe mm-hmm. the high tower but that bike if you're not getting on the flat stuff you're not riding in the midwest you're not riding you know cross country trails that bike those bikes will take you a long way it'll get you really yeah.
0: deep into the downhill yeah and i yeah and i think that's a, so much of what we're talking about is colored by the terrain we ride yeah you take yeah. even even something like you, you know you take a an optic or a tallboy 4 or ripley or any of these bikes you go ride bentonville it's going to rip. It's the perfect bike for something where you got to pedal and descend just as much. And it's not super gnarly. Yep. Um, I think here, the the problem that we run into is people getting overconfident on small bikes yeah. and blowing themselves up. Yeah. I mean, we, I have mean, a,
2: we have a huge range of
0: trails yeah,
2: all within 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and that, I think to me, and I think that's kind of what this part or what this discussion really hinges around for me is like, or have... Short travel bikes flown too close to the sun. You know, uh, is are we risking more than we're getting, or should people just be like, man, if I really want a bike that rips to the descent, I should buy a one sixty plus travel bike. I mean, I'm a big fan of you know, pedal the biggest bike that you feel comfortable yeah. pedaling.
1: Um, from a safety standpoint, uh, from a coaching skill standpoint, it gives you a much more controlled setting, mm-hmm. so you can work on things and you can. You know, think about what you're doing. You're not out there just trying to survive. And you know, those little bikes, the numbers are all right, man. They're all correct. They will, they get you into trouble. You yeah. know, where the big bikes will get you out of trouble a yeah. little bit. You know.
0: Yeah, there's the they won't pin like the big bike, uh, an SB150 or a Norco site or something in that big. And I mean, we're talking 160 rear, 170 front, big, gnarly bikes. Like you screw up it's going to get you out of trouble. Yeah. It's not going to penalize the mistake. Right. So if you don't mind lugging it around, why not? Right, right. Um, yeah, and,
1: you know, if, if you only have one bike, you have to make those those calls. Yeah, but a lot of
0: people, and it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to, like...
1: Commoners out there. Huh?
0: <laughs> well, and also, though, but, you know, I think
2: all three of us would agree, it would be to recommend somebody to have one really nice bike, have nice wheels, have nice components, have one really nice bike versus two, like they're both pretty good I'm gonna steer some have one really nice bike yeah because the enjoyment factor of things not breaking down things not underserving you underperforming you I'm all about I have one like really nice one because I made the mistake of taking baby steps I mean Harley's <laughs> watched it right I mean it was a specialized stump jumper off Craigslist and then a specialized stump jumper from a bike shop to a Ibis to, and it just yeah. was like I saw until I got to a point where I'm like Wow, at least I don't like everything.
1: It doesn't underperform me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but if you were doing, if you're like, hey, I want to do Ladville 100, I also want to race some Enduros. I also,
0: you're well, going yeah, to need two bikes.
1: Yeah. You know? I, and also medication because you're bipolar. Like, that's a really, <laughs> dark,
2: a bunch of, you know, And uh, that's coming from a guy who is bipolar.
0: Bi- 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 yeah. I'm doing that yeah. myself. So I uh, hear you. Um, do you think the pendulum, do you think the trend will continue or do you think that? it'll stabilize or do you think it'll go back the other way I think you're going to see a lot of those
1: medium range bikes uh go back a little shorter I think 65 a quicker. degree head angle yep, is just exact. too
0: slack for a short travel bike
1: right. they're not if, if that's the terrain you're intending on riding you're basically riding a small downhill bike yeah. and you just don't have It's the, fun. Yeah, they're awesome. Now again, like you want to get that bike in a little over its head. Well, I want that, you yeah. know? Like that 130 will get you
0: yeah. I mean, that's,
1: that's, uh, but, it's a down, it's a very, very small downhill bike. you know. But
0: your skill level compared to the general public is it's not apples and oranges. Right. You know, and, and or even, it's not, it's not apples to apples. Sorry. It's, uh, I, I yeah, totally yeah, said that wrong. Was, you I get what I'm saying. Everybody yeah. gets what I'm saying. It's just a yeah. weird fruit. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a pomegranates to, uh, guavas. Um, uh, and, you know, my, my 100 with a little bit bigger build on
1: it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that thing rips. You know, I mean, that's a, you can get that. You know, pretty deep into some some good downhill stuff. So, And for your average rider, even those bikes are are pretty much fine. A little bit bigger tire, maybe a little bit more fork. You know, I mean, the, everything's overlapping so much now. What if yeah. you could, because you get to see a lot of riders. You get
2: to see a lot of beginners, intermediates, people that think they're experts. We're like, dude, we just need to go kind of back to beginner status here for a second and look at some things. All right, Um, right. You've got XC Race. We'll just kind of move those guys out of here. So you got short travel XC bike. You've got that kind of weird middle stage Mm -hmm. that we're saying. It's Mm -hmm. only weird now because of what's happening on either end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Then you got that bigger bike, right? Yep. Put it into perspective. There's a rock drop in front of me on this trail. If I'm willing to do a X foot rock drop, I should buy this bike. X foot drop drop that bike or X foot the other one. I say it that way because like in Grand Junction at Lunch Loops, like if you're going to send free lunch, they have a five foot drop out of the gate rock drop. And it even has a sign that says, Try this. If you can't do this feature, yeah. don't do this trail. A squirrel
1: catcher. Right, yeah. and so like yeah. it's filter the, feature. <laughs> it's the
2: same idea with like these bikes. Like, okay, no, what want the biggest bet. And then you see the guy riding, you're like, bro, like you could have gotten away with 120 mil all yeah. day. So like, yeah. what's the, I like, at a two foot rock drop. You're good here. If you can do fours, you're like, what is it for you kind of for those three
1: categories? I know that's a tough question, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it still comes down to, you know, instead of like the, the, the terrain, are you riding steep, rough, gnarly stuff? With some good drops and stuff, and do you want to do that at speed? You want a bigger bike, you know. If you're riding, um, yeah, it's it's rough. It's but it's you're it's not really steep. You could you could a beginner rider could ride it, you know. They're not going to kill themselves like with trails like Dakota Ridge. Like a beginner rider's not going to ride Dakota Ridge well. No, no they're, they're trying. You know? They're going to walk most of it, <laughs> right? But right. we
2: have also people that listen to this in Kansas and right, Illinois. Yeah. So, like, if I can ride a bike off of a picnic table confidently. Mm-hmm. Then I probably can do like could could play with a big travel bike. But yeah. if riding that off of riding off a picnic table and dropping underground, now I know it's not the same because we are out on yeah. a pitch, but just the idea of it like conceptually, if I were to ride at the end of the picnic table, you know, on the top of it and be like, oh shit, looking over the handlebars and like I'm in I'm in no man then what are you buying a 160 bike for?
1: Yeah, and I think also you're looking at that big hit. You know, if you're going to be jumping, if you're going to get the bike off the ground, if there's going to be some big impacts, you need that that bigger shock in the rear. You know, um, you know if you're keeping it on the ground, it's fairly you know low angle stuff. So if you like you said Kansas or Minnesota or Michigan, you take those trails, there there's just not enough sustained you know downhill for them to be really gnarly. And um, but there's some pretty technical stuff like that's a great spot for those shorter travel. You know, you don't want a big bike for that. You don't no. want to lug around a 150 travel. Um, so yeah, you know, uh I don't know if that really answered a question. No, that, I mean it's <laughs> just I just I just You what, said more words than I've
2: ever heard you say, and none of them added bro, up to shit. Right. I, no, no, I'm right. just trying to I'm just trying to put it to like application because I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, um, you know, it's a, a guy driving a Ferrari or a Lambo through Cherry Creek, and I'm just kind of thinking to myself it's supposed to be kind of on the open road, full tilt boogie. Yeah. Right. You're just you're kind a of a you're, you're kind of, yeah. you're kind of showing up a little bit. And I feel like if you're rolling up to, you know, Green Mountain, uh, a lot of the stuff around in and around Boulder, um, you know, if, if you're rolling up to these trails and you got like a 160, 170 bike, yeah. you're kind of like, well, and you're, bro. you're,
1: you see that too. Because, they're right. That's what I'm trend. saying. The, the, enduro racing so huge. And the trend there is these big bikes. So these guys are online. They're like, oh, I need one of these. You know, it's like, nah you know, you're, you're riding, you know, layer of the bear and, you know, which is a pretty mellow, but it's still out here in Colorado. You know, you don't, you don't want 160. Yeah. You know, no, when Lair I ride
2: bike. my rayon at layer of the bear, I go out of my way and I launch like off trail features or I just full gap send yeah. stupid <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I go, first off this, I'll never get in trouble cause it's a monster it's, truck. Yeah. Right. But I have to go out of my way to use that bike. Cause I can very easily do
1: a single speed hardtail. Yep. Or a fully rigid bike and ride yeah, that trail yeah. completely And that's what people have to like be honest if they want to get the right bike. Are those the trails you're riding, or are you getting into the gnarly stuff? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I say that to people, too, all the time. I talk to my buddies like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this girl's right for me.
2: I'm like, well, you know, it's got to be like, you got to. the girl is the girl. It's not the idealized version of the right. girl. So, like, what kind of rider are you? Like, let's be honest. You're kind of like a little bit of a limp dick, softy rider <laughs> Buy the right bike. <laughs> or if you're just a madman hammer... Right. But circle back to the guy I was riding with last yesterday. Okay. Like he's like, I got cages on my bike, flat pedals, and I'm still kind of as fast as you.
1: So (laughs) yeah. Don't overthink it. You know, and it's still from a safety standpoint too, it's kind of what I said earlier. Like, you know, if you're like, man, there's some gnarly shit out here. I don't want to get hurt. That's kind of my biggest priority. I'm Mm -hmm. not in a hurry to
0: get to the top. Didn't, you don't, don't get, you have a link on don't you have a blog post on your website about ride the biggest bike you can pedal uphill? Probably. I mean yeah. you, you and I' have talked about it it's like That's, like but yeah but I think but, but are, I think, are you trying
1: to like be safe you're trying to learn or are you trying
0: to you know ride yeah. fast the terrain that you you know all right choose Well I think a good way the best way to summarize this part of this episode is buy the bike that excites you enough that you go and ride it all the time.
1: Yeah, sure. I I mean,
0: we can we can get super like we're all nerds in our own way, and we all are fortunate that we can have a couple of bikes. But most people aren't that, and so if you're super jacked on a long travel bike, regardless of whether or not your skill set needs it, if it gets you excited to be out riding it, do that. Yeah, I love and that. I love that you said that because I watched a guy ride a unicycle up Lookout Mountain Jesus. two Sundays ago,
2: <laughs> and I come up behind him on my like twiggy little road bike, you know, yeah. and he's on a unicycle and he is like just a big old yeah. smile and he's taking a break for a second and he's yeah. getting back on there. And I'm like. You're exactly
0: right. He loved his day. Yeah. Just ride what Go makes you, love you your ride what makes you stoked. Um, I mean, I'm going to say get two bikes, you know, get <laughs> a big one and get, get a little bit, you know, in a perfect world, I yeah. think in a perfect world, it'd be great to be able to have a short travel bike and a long travel bike and skip that middle bit, but that's it, not reality it, for a know, lot of people. It, it's
1: also cool. Um, you know, getting, you know, back before I was able to have, you know, three, four bikes, mm-hmm. um, You know, you end up with the bike that you end. and you're like, well, this isn't exactly what I wanted to ride, but whatever. It's a little on the small side. Whatever. It feels Mm -hmm. great on, yeah, it's over its head a little bit. You got to back it down a little bit, but that's the bike you're riding that year. That's what you got. Cool. Yeah. You know? What about Um, the guy with the, like,
2: SB5? right? With the uh, Cush core front rear. And then he's like trying to optimize it with really lightweight components or a lightweight wheel set or something. Just doing you the know, wrong people thing. People can just get completely yeah. confused and trying to like make that Swiss army knife. But yeah. I'll stand
0: by, yeah, I mean, like if that gets that rider jazz to ride their bike, like whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's not what somebody who is rational and thinking well would do, but you <laughs> know, if that's, <laughs> if we, that's also, we also have a podcast about riding bikes and working out. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so the last thing that I want to talk about is uh helmet's protection. Um obviously geometry of bikes, short travel or otherwise are getting way better. And that means even riders who aren't at the upper end of the skill set are going faster. And that means that when something, not if, when something goes wrong, the consequences are likely going to be a lot higher. Because you've got a bike that's doing so much work for you and effectively reducing the the difficulty of a trail. And yet, 99% of riders are still riding a trail helmet, a half-shell helmet. And granted, mountain bike helmets have gotten way better. They've got better coverage over the back of the head and down over the temples. But your face could still get ripped off. Like oh, yeah. Apex, you can go. I've, I can't tell you how many people I've seen smeared across oh, yeah. Apex, yeah. especially as it gets closer and closer to Golden Giddy up every year. <laughs> like <laughs> it's everybody's chance to have all the fun and go as fast as they want on a trail that you usually can't. Um, so the question is um, there are a number of products out um, from a number of different manufacturers. Uh, Fox Racing or Fox Head, sorry, um, makes a a lightweight full face helmet. And this isn't one of those convertible ones where you take the jawbone or the, the chin bar off. Um, It's, you know, a sub 300 gram full face helmet. Uh, Troy Lee makes one called the stage helmet. Um, There's more coming this year that I can't talk about just yet, but they're They're, going to sell like crazy. Um, Is that something you would ever consider using? Like something without a convertible chin bar? Like do do you, and the now granted, you know do do i need it for layer of the bear which you know we've we've covered maybe is, i mean maybe <laughs> yeah um but yeah like where do you think that with speeds inherently getting faster what we all view as a traditional mountain bike helmet is enough protection um
1: to be, I mean, if you need it, you know, I mean, yeah, if I knock all my teeth out, I definitely yeah. wanted to have it on. Um, I think uh, you're going to, obviously we're going to see more and more and more of that, which is just a good idea. But they're think, light,
0: they're, they're, they're light. Yep. They're ventilated extremely well. Yeah. The I, chin bars tend to have a pretty open design, so you get airflow. So yeah, you got a little extra heat because you, your whole head's in a helmet. Um, And I, I mean, I'm sorry. If I ever see anybody with any full-face helmet on and sunglasses, we're having words. If you wear a full-face, you have to wear goggles, full stop. Well, one of the things that I was... So, with those helmets, you know... Oh, man, I've totally... Every
1: time I wore my full-face, I don't own goggles. I
2: that's, mean, it's been lift access always. That's unacceptable. Sorry, Green Mountain, but... And they're really cool sunglasses. Yeah, no,
0: so, no, no. So Goggles
1: with with those convertible helmets. Because so I was actually going to do an article on on uh, the chin bar. I've got the uh, Bell Super D8. Yeah, you know, the good chin, helmet. Chin bar comes off. Yeah. So yeah, you climb to the top and. I was really hoping it would be very inconvenient, and I wouldn't like it. <laughs> it like, sucks.
0: What am I doing? Yeah, you it's you know, a waste I, of time yeah, to carry this thing up the hill. You know, but I got <laughs>
1: up there. I snapped it on. I put my goggles on. I rode White Ranch, uh, you know, Longhorn faster I've ever ridden it in my so, entire
0: life. Um, just for people who don't live in Colorado, White Ranch is uh, or Longhorn is the fun part of white ranch that justin didn't get to didn't ride get the to other it yeah. because and i went to
2: turn to it and it was snowpacked to get to it it's yeah. one
0: of only two downhill directional mountain bike only trails in the colorado front range and it's gnarly like, like and you, it's you, gnarly it's rocky it's steep it's loose it's blown the fuck out yeah and it, a skilled rider can haul the mail yeah.
1: if i like, run someone over on that trail like going they, the wrong that's a problem it is a it's race mountain bike yeah. only
0: it's downhill directional only
2: yeah like like horses yeah. people yeah. Yeah, dogs they're all getting yeah, taken out one yeah. of the
1: only places that yeah. you can say okay yeah. you know that
0: and what is it south dakota ridge yeah but you can't go more than like five miles an hour already. i haven't ridden it yet <laughs> uh anyway um, so but in that scenario like y- that's a steep enough nasty enough I one hundred yeah,
1: and so another um, not to get off the topic, but I've started but wearing a, wearing a mouthpiece. too. Yeah, you mentioned you know, that's that. That's just a good idea. Yeah. you know, Gosh, so that. you know when I have, you know, you can put it in your pocket and just throw that thing in, yeah. and you, you know, yeah. I, and your your descent. But yeah, it's because
2: you're crazy. Because I so I ski with this guy who competed in the in the uh, like World Free Tour, Free Skiing Tour, whatever it was called, and uh, Free Skiing World Tour. And we went up to this cliff I always wanted to drop at Crested Butte. It's like 80 footer. It's massive, dude. But it goes down. It goes from like, actually goes from like 100 down to the shortest is a 40, 50 foot Mm -hmm. cliff. That's the one I went off of. And we're sitting there alongside the edge of the cliff, and I look over, and he pulls out of his like cargo pocket his pants a mouth guard, and puts it in, and I'm like, like what are you gonna do? in a fist fight <laughs> on the way down? <laughs> oh shit! Because I told him, I go, I want to send this. I, I've seen this two years in a row now, and it just like puckers me up so hard I can't do it. He goes, Oh no, we'll do it together. And he puts a mouth guard in, and I'm like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm doing I, I just, something like, different than I'm you. I'm here with like a complete psychopath. So if you are wearing a mouth guard, Andy don't ever let me see you put it in because I'm instantly intimidated by whatever. Like we may just be pumping our tires up in the parking lot, but you put the mouth guard
1: in and I'm terrified for the next activity. I, I mean, I, I try to, I, I try to wear it when I'm not, you know, full face helmet.
0: Yeah. Um. So, but do you, do you foresee uh, like could a, you know, the current batch, the, the, the Troy Lee stage helmet is really yeah. light. Like to pick it up. It's not much heavier than my mountain bike helmet. I, I think we're, I think a lot.
1: We're probably if you're riding enduro type stuff, we'll yeah. all probably be wearing those, and it's probably a very good
0: idea. Yeah, like right you know? now, people I think just feel goofy doing it, yeah. even though it's it super smart. Yeah. You know, that's like yeah, climbing up is. some shitty yeah. hill. And you got a full in face in ninety degree on. weather. Yeah, and you're you know? like, why you got a full face to climb, bro? Right, and it's like because right. I'm gonna send it uh. when this trail goes the and other the, way. You know, I mean, I, you I, better be the fastest guy that day on Strava though downhill. I see. Like, I disagree. It, it, like, I think right now, I think. Like this that like this summer, people are gonna be like, that guy's a gaper because he's got a full face on for cross country ride. And I think in the following summer, when there's just more of them out, I think most people are gonna be riding general trail with a full face on.
1: Yeah, you're starting to see a lot
0: more. Yeah, you're they're light, to, they're well ventilated, they have multiple layers of protection, whether it's MIPS or whatever you want to yeah, call I mean, it you know, I'm, I'm seeing them all over the country.
1: You see them, you know, Midwest, East coast where the trails aren't even that nasty, but you know, I, you know, I, I back there all the time and, you know, have, there's been a couple times like, you know, kind of almost clip that tree a little bit with your bar and you're (sighs) moving and it would have thrown you right into the tree on the other side of the trail is like, you're like, that would have gone really bad. You know, you're in, you know, it's not a gnarly trail, but yeah, if I smack my face in that tree, I'm definitely hoping that I had, you know, a full face helmet yeah. on. And yeah. no,
0: if you come to base camp to buy one, you have to buy goggles.
1: Now, <laughs> I, not, now,
0: uh <laughs> Andy's like, "I'm going to argue." No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm
1: with you. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm wondering if you know, these as these become more and more popular, if that fashion trend is going to turn around a little bit. And one thing that I thought about, I'm like, "Okay, if I got the absolutely most hideous glasses I could possibly like, there were those yellow and pink Smiths that uh-huh, you guys had for a while. Uh-huh. I'm like, could I wear these and a full face helmet? Well, because I'm definitely, see, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, definitely saying, I'm like, I know I look stupid.
0: <laughs> a goggle like that, or a glass like that, like blurs the line. Like yeah, it kind of yeah. gender bends the glasses. Like right. it's it's almost a goggle. It yeah. just has earpieces instead of a uh, instead of a an much. elastic strap. But I will say like. There's something
1: about, and I've ridden so much downhill and so much motocross. When you have that full face helmet and you put those goggles on, like you go werewolf. Yeah, you you go. You're in a different mindset.
0: And and can we be realistic? Like like goggles with a full face just looks dope. Oh, it's it's, yeah. You look even if you're the slowest one down the hill, you're the baddest looking one.
1: Yeah, and also (laughs) also you're keeping like you know you're not getting wind in your eyes. Goggles is nice. Yeah, yeah. You're not. I mean. You're not getting little rocks bounced around and you, yeah. you know.
0: Um, um so yeah. I love riding with goggles. Mm-hmm. I just I, you know, it it's for me right now and in, in where my riding is, it's a it's a it's a downhill park only thing. Can yeah. we
2: make
1: can we make an agreement then on this? You
2: so um spandex and full face goggles. That, that is all the way oil water
1: and shin guards. Oil water and, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, sh- and Mizuno
2: <laughs> soccer shin guards. But like
1: you if you're if
2: you're in full spandex. That cannot be a full face helmet and goggles. So hold on.
0: Yeah, I, yes, we will. Uh, Yeah, that doesn't like, I mean, you can be full leg kit, like foxed out of your face. Do you remember when World Cup downhill? No, it's all skin suits. Dude, they ran. So I think before you were like as even remotely as serious about riding as you are now, we're not World Cup, World Champs. Um, it was, they would never do it in, in World Cup, but World Champs, the one day race to see who the best was for the year, who got the rainbow. Um, they would all show up in full lycra skin suits top to bottom and no visor on their downhill helmets and I, I the think, UCI the the worst governing body of any well maybe second to like the NFL um that's a new orleans saint's, that's a, that's a saints fan. <laughs> fan that's a new orleans saint's it hates fan hates only. roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah cuz everybody else is like i love the nfl right now i don't have, um, i don't have any Patriots, you yeah. know I, mean?
1: I was like the uh, the worst call I've
0: ever seen, dude, almost. It always is, because Roger Goodell doesn't want the Saints to win. There, you heard it. Um, uh, uh, but the UCI, who and they stand in the way of technology all the time. If there's something that can make a bike better, they're not for it, because they're a bunch of old guys, um, and they don't want their records to go away. But the UCI said that skin suits plus downhill helmets – the only reason I really think was cuz of how it looked. Like yeah. they wanted to be like, "Oh, it's not safe. So, skin suit versus pants with yeah. no pads who gives a shit? Like it's not safe one way or the other." Right. You're, they you're, decided that it looked so bad that you cannot wear a skin suit and you have to have a visor in a World Cup downhill race. Yeah, it's all marketing stuff.
2: I'm actually what, I'm actually not I'm actually not mad about that. No. there's
0: No, I love like, it. Like, you know, just I mean, as bad as it
1: looked, I don't I don't know where I sat because I'm kind of
0: like, you know look, what? Sam just Hill, it... I love that guy. And when he was racing downhill, seeing him in a skin suit with his big flat pedal shoes on was the <laughs> shittiest looking human being it, I've ever it it seen It is on bad. A bike. No visor. No yeah. visor juice. It's so bad. Yeah. Nothing just, was good about you, it. You know,
2: I'm a little skin suits, period. So I have them. I think they feel awesome when they're on. But I'm just a little in. they like, for a, I'm a purpose. I'm a little insecure when I put when I put it on. I'm like, dude, I better be really need fast,
3: to
1: be fast today, today. Yeah. because
2: like if I'm if I'm not the fastest human that everyone sees.
1: Oh, and I mean, dude, I, I mean, on my best day, I'm not looking good in a skin suit. I
2: Nobody wore does. my I wore mine tw- three times last year.
0: Yeah, I think I wore there's it in, a, in two
2: cr- two cross races and at nationals.
0: There's like a body fat correlation that is tied to skin suits. I think. Yeah. A body fat percentage skin suit paradigm thing that needs to happen. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe they integrate with, like,
2: spanks. They have, like, Spanx built in. It might well, that's mean, the
0: thing is, like, if you wear – you can wear an XC kit with a bib, and, like, the bib kind of spanks you in, in a yeah. little bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or you could just work out. I mean, there's just realities for some people, man. Okay, fair I enough, um, enough. So, anyway. All right, dude, that was Look a – Look at Harley, <laughs>
2: Harley protecting his target market. <laughs> Don't, don't, beat would, up, don't beat up on my 32% hey. body fat guy. He's <laughs> buying the dopest bike here. Justin, I was
0: protecting myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're working on that. We are. We are. We're working um, on that. Well, that was a ton of fun. I think we could probably do this for hours and hours and hours, but people won't listen to us that long because we're not Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> um, so we've had Andy on one other time. Um, if you want to check out what Andy has to say, we did a five tips with Dirt Smart mountain bike coach Andy Winteratsky way back in May of last year. I believe it's episode nine. Um, so uh, definitely go back, listen to that. There's some good info. Uh, there's some skills, skills tips. Him and I got a little nostalgic about uh, mountain bike racing back in the day. And um, so definitely check that out. Uh, one more time for everybody, Andy, where can they find you? Uh, dirtsmartmtb.com. And um, what's your IGs?
1: Uh Dirt smart, okay. You'll find it. All right, yeah. Just look for <laughs> Dirt Smart. Yeah. Uh, IG, Facebook. You got, a,
2: you got a camp coming up here in Fruita, relatively soon.
1: Uh I've got. Yeah, you know, that's April. Um,
0: is your is your whole schedule for whole, the year out? Whole, uh, it's into May. Okay, into May. So, are you in? Are you in Denver, Colorado, or Colorado at all? Yeah, um, during absolutely. that time.
1: Yeah. Uh, first stuff in in Denver. Um, May. I've got a camp in Denver, Fruita, Moab. Those are. Um, Moab is. Um. March, fruta is April, April is fruta, okay. uh, and then yeah, wintertime, Phoenix, California, yep. that sort yep. of thing.
0: Guys, do um, a camp. I'd, I've i done it. Uh, we did a little, we kind of split it up a little bit weird, but we did one back in October and that makes the third time that I've gone through Andy's curriculum and I still learn shit every single time. So uh, definitely consider adding that to your quiver. Um, it's expensive, but so is dental surgery. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yeah, and you know, <laughs> that's, that's it. Was, it. <laughs> I mean, say no more. You know, it's cheap compared to really getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, any any closing thoughts there, Justin? No, I mean that
2: was like I said. I've I'm usually pretty. This is my opinion, and uh, you swung me a little bit on some things. Some things oh, I'm going to try. Just change that guy's mind. Just to, you know, you better go buy a lottery ticket, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, just uh, I I don't know. I mean, if you. If you haven't tried the stuff that we talked about, then you can't have an intelligent conversation about right. it. You can just be who you are. Um, it's the same reason I encourage people to read books and research things you don't know. I mean, if you just live your own existence in your own little world, that's all you'll ever get. So to try things that are outside of that world just gives you a better understanding, and then you can communicate. I mean, I was relatively quiet on this episode because I haven't tried a lot of other things than just this is my way. And so I'm, um, you know, you swung me to try some other stuff
1: you know kind of interesting just kind of on that on that note um there's been times where i've i've learned a lot because things went wrong like i had to ride someone else's bike that's way too big for me or um you're just on the wrong bike for the or you know your 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 brake is gone something went sideways and yeah uh, and you yeah so just getting in you getting yourself in out of your comfort zone you know you're going to pick things up you know so um
0: yeah yeah you know i mean. So try some new shit, guys. Yeah. And gals. Yeah. Got some ladies out there listening, I think. Um, rock and roll. Well, that was a ton of fun. I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, Fingers crossed for some oh, news. hold on. I got to give our listenership some shit. Okay. I love you guys to pieces. Whoa. Each and every one of you. I love you. I only I, gets mad three times a year. This is one of them. Okay. It's this is one of year. them. It is. I'm using one up. I'm burning one. Um <laughs> So, you guys are great, and I mean it. Like, the, the community that locally we have, just having people approach me at the gym or at the shop or even at some races and say, hey, man, I really enjoyed X episode. I can't even express to you guys how warm and fuzzy that makes me feel on the inside. But, <laughs> we, two episodes ago, issued a challenge and as of, so we issued an Instagram challenge. And I don't know if you guys just don't give a shit about Tinker Juarez. And if you do, or if you don't, um, get your mind right. Um, between those two episodes, um, one of them has over 120 listens and one has just above 90 listens. And nobody, and when I say that like not a single solitary soul, Has tagged us in anything remotely interesting. Like, seriously, today, one person could do what the challenge is, which is post a dope picture of you doing something cool, tag three friends, follow the page. You could win today. And granted, it's just a piece of, you know, it's just some grips. but With an autograph from a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, um, so, you guys, this is extremely one-sided right now. Step up. God, I mean, I tell you, once
2: a year, three times a year, and he burned one right now. Guys, Harley's the, like, he's the cool one, okay, in this freaking household here. So don't piss him off. He will find your ass, and he will hunt you down. Post something. Guys, we do this for you guys, right? To share it and say, hey, we're all part of this thing. Uh, Plus, we're giving away some free shit. Like, listen, you spend a lot of money on bike parts. I know you, like, your fun gets low. This is a cool thing.
0: Yeah, this is, um, it's free. I know you're on Instagram while you're taking a crap in the morning. Do something. Yeah, easy. Just, one. Get a free it's pair an of grips. Sorry. Like, right. So All right, guys, there's your challenge.
2: <laughs> so you have the next, uh, you have the next 14 days because we'll have a new episode. Yep. Um, that'll release, and we will announce the winner. Yep. So you have the next 14 days to post a picture of you doing something cool, tag three friends, and make sure you like the page. Uh, whoever posts the coolest thing, or whoever has uh, an attack directly back to Harley yeah. via their post, yeah, I'm totally into that too. I yelled at um, you then you got them and there, and they're, and even if you do if you like I don't know who Tinker Wars is you had to look it up cuz you thought he was like the mayor of that scary place in Mexico <laughs> um, you were wrong but uh just use the grips they are in my opinion the single best grip on the market right. for me they're my favorite so just use them even yeah. if you don't like yeah. it
0: all right guys thanks a bunch Andy thank you yeah absolutely thanks for having me and we'll talk to you guys next time
3: don't You're weak, you're done So get the fuck out You're weak, you're done So get the fuck out